On this episode, we discuss Beverly Hills Chihuahua. It's like Beverly Hills Cop, except for the cop is a dog and not a cop, and not Eddie Murphy, and the dog is from Beverly Hills instead of going to Beverly Hills. Otherwise, it's basically the same film. Welcome to the Flop House, the podcast where we watch a bad movie and then chat about it. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen, don't you know? <laughs> so, guys, <sighs> it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while, right? Yeah. As to quote the uh, the opening from Star Trek Enterprise, it's been a long time getting from there to here. Wow, that was a strange <laughs> thing to pull out. <laughs> Not at all. Which one's Enterprise? That's the one with Scott Bakula. Mm. Oh, the guy from Necessary Roughness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I prefer... That's what he's best known for. <laughs> Lord of Illusions, right? The Star of <laughs> yeah, Lord exactly. Illusions. Star of Lord of Illusions. Sure. Yeah, Scott Bakula. Yeah. I liked the 1970s version of uh, Enterprise with Scott Blackula. Well, <laughs> we were derailed almost instantly from, the, from this podcast. Flop so house. wait, what's, what's our podcast about again? Yeah. It's about bad movies. Okay. And what good. bad movie did we watch this week? Tonight we watched Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Wait a minute. Really? Those words don't seem to go together. I don't understand. And well, Beverly and Hills go together. A, yeah, that's a place name. Yeah. But it's a movie, you say. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. It's not just a dog and where that dog lives. Okay. Keep going. Is so, this, too this, fast. Yeah, is this a cartoon or something? No, it's a live action film uh, with live action dogs, but with animated mouths. Now, when you say live action, you mean like human people. Got together in front of cameras and pretend and made a movie called Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Well, human people and uh, live dogs. The dogs don't know what they're doing. That's I can understand that, but the people. Surely, there's no one of name recognition in this film. Now, well, I mean, I don't want to interrupt. Name but. recognition. <laughs> would you say that Piper Parabo is a name that you recognize for reasons other than <laughs> it being a very distinctive name? No. Okay. But any but Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's well known. Yeah, now, she's in it for five minutes at the top of the film and at the bottom of the film. She's what's called a framer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's yeah, called she's, a bookend yeah, girl. Bookends. She would be like the rich old guy who asked the guys to look after the three stooges to look after his house. Or yeah. his like That guy painting. is making a mistake. Please <laughs> do not I, touch is this he here? priceless mink. <laughs> do I still have time to warn him? <laughs> now, I have a question, Dan. If a female dog Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's gives, a Dan. Gives an amazing performance. Yeah, excuse us, Elliot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, gives an amazing performance. Would that female dog be eligible for Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress, depending on the script? Wow. <laughs> There's nothing in the rule book about a dog winning an Oscar. <laughs> it's similar to dogs winning we'll basketball. Allow it. I'll allow it. Tweet. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar judge has a, has a whistle. Yeah. They call so, them Oscar referees, Elliot. <laughs> oh, Think sorry. about it. You That's, don't know anything about sports. Nope, not at all. I I don't know I don't know what it's a voice performance a, a tour de force voice performance hey, from hey, Drew Barrymore. I would say it was a tour hey, de week voice performance. <laughs> yeah, hey, listeners, I plead to you guys: if anyone knows the answer to this question, please email Here, us. Yeah, I'll tell you the answer. If you're no. a member of Price Waterhouse, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. No, uh, I didn't ask you, dude. I asked the listeners. What up? Wait, yeah, you asked Dan you, and the listeners, and not the why, one guy who can answer it. Why do you have to butt in, Elliot? <laughs> Just because you're a member of the WGA. 
It's yeah. because you actually vote on or, the Oscars. No, I don't Wait, get to vote it, on the Oscars. Your, I'm not an Academy member. You are wearing a stripy shirt. Awards. I mean, your stripy shirt, is that your the, Oscar referee shirt? No, these are horizontal stripes, okay. not vertical stripes, like on a referee shirt. Okay, so you, you, you can't officially judge that one. I okay. don't can't. I can tell you the answer, though. Let's move on. So we're talking about <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis being a bookend girl, and that's, well, you're not being about, dirty, right? No, not at all. Okay. We're talking about Beverly Hills You're not referring to the fact that she has both male and female genitalia. Why did Dan say that? Why did Dan say that? You just opened yourself up to a slander lawsuit. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Christopher Guest I am is going to track me down. I will testify yes, against you. I want no part of this. Look, this is a well-known... Christopher Guest is going to track you down and in a very deadpan way look at you and then express his displeasure and then look, punch you and you're not going to know if he's joking or not. That's the thing. No, I'm going to be pretty sure he's angry. I mean, from what I understand, despite being a comic genius, he's a, he's a real jerk. More defamation, I wow. guess. Wow, wow, yeah, you are really... Yeah, these are both rumors. Are there any lawyers who are these listening are to this? Because Dan's going to need your help. I'm just saying these are things that I've heard. I just, <laughs> I hope I don't get fucking splash damage from this one, dude. <laughs> you were going to get a role in Christopher Guest's next improvised film. Yes. His next and improvised now... film set in the world of comp- competitive acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> it's called High Up There, Way Down Low, or something stupid. Okay, that's okay. I like it's it. It's called Flying Trapezes. Can I be in an, an, uh, an, a scene with either Fred Willard or Fred Ward? Every scene's going to have Fred Wait. Willard in it because he's the Fred funniest Ward. guy Can ever. I be in a scene with Fred Ward? Though? You can be in a scene with Bert Ward. <laughs> okay, that's too bad. You can be in a scene with I don't know Fred Ward. I don't think that scene will be in a Christopher Guest film. Let me, he's let never me, used that. Let actor. me tell you, I pass. Okay. I, I appreciate really? the offer. Really? I'm going to pass. This is an oh. offer you didn't even get, and you're passing on it. I'm going to have to pass. I can't Fred, believe Fred that. Ward was, my, was, on the ta- like, he was on the table that for was a minute. They took him away. Wow. <laughs> You're closing off so many avenues that well, weren't this open. This is a door. You're not going to re, re, uh, recover from this quickly. Well, I'll accept You've that. You pissed off some powerful people. You made some very bad enemies here, young man. Well, mm-hmm. you know... Um, Let me give you a word of advice. If I go back to commercials, I was great in commercials, you know? <laughs> in what commercials were you in? I was in that mattress company, the Mattress King. Oh, the one where you go, quiet, I'm sleeping. <laughs> and you're right in the middle of the store. I was in that one. And then I you was suck your that- thumb. I was in that one where the mom gets really mad because the robber keeps stealing all the bacon that her family was going <laughs> yeah. to eat. Yeah, well, you were the robber, right? Yeah, I was the I was bringing home the bacon. <laughs> hey, what do you want from me? I'm just taking your bacon. Yeah, taking exactly. your bacon was the slogan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I could do that again, like the bacon robber. I don't know. That's me. <laughs> Christopher Guest is very big on the bacon commercial world. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know whether the nostalgia for those bacon robber commercials <laughs> has reached a fever pitch enough to bring him back yet. I think I could do. It. So, so Beverly Hills Beverly Chihuahua. Hills Chihuahua. It's, it's what I call a uh, riches to rags tale. <laughs> yeah, and then back to riches again. Spoiler mm. alert. Yeah, uh, it's a, if you were wondering whether this Disney film ended happily, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> it's not yes. Brazil. Basically, there are many. There are many opportunities for people to have their throats cr- uh, bitten out by dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs to be shot to death. Almost none, none of, those of them are happen. taken. <laughs> Almost none of them. <laughs> Nine there's, out of ten. There's times. a chance that a cloud of chihuahuas will skeletonize another dog. Doesn't happen. Like in the movie Critters Two. <laughs> Yeah. So, should we bother going through the, the plot of Beverly Mick Hills Chihuahua? The best thing Nick Garris ever did was Critters 2. Yeah, Critters 2 is great. Um, should we bother going through the plot, or do you think it's it's pretty self-explanatory? Yeah, well... Rich, stuck-up dog, accidentally gets lost in Mexico, mm-hmm. learns to be humble. Wait, does that stuck-up dog have dog friends back in Beverly Hills? Yes, one of whom is a gay male dog. Do they wear dog okay. clothes? They wear dog clothes, designer dog hats, clothes? designer dog clothes. They have a dog party. One of them is on somehow on the cover of a magazine, he says. Mm-hmm. what? Well, they played some song when all the dogs were running, about, uh, running around in their like nice outfits. I believe it was... 
I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. that sounds great. That was probably in the pitch meeting. Yeah. Well, they. I think that someone picked up a, a CD called Greatest Hits of the Movies. <laughs> Just the movies <laughs> called, in general. It called Music for a Lazy Film. Yeah, so they had that and Hot, Hot, Hot by Bucks. Hot, Best Hot, Hot. Uh, what else? Who Let the Dogs Out was not in it, but no. Move There It Is was Moved in there it. There It Is was. This yeah, is a low movie. rider. And interesting, the use of I'm Too Sexy brings up a point that uh, I felt uncom- uncomfortable with in the film, which is that... The eroticization <laughs> of these dogs. Yes. There's this kind of running theme, like this assumption that you are sexually aroused by these dogs. <laughs> the viewer, like, you understand these dogs are Well, they're high-class right? dogs, Elliot. That doesn't mean I'm These aren't your gutter dogs. <laughs> I mean, these dogs are wearing pretty revealing uh, swimwear. In the same way that I'm not, like, sexually attracted to cars, I'm not attracted to dogs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. There's a little movie called Cars, <laughs> where I believe two cars fall in love, and one has to assume I don't they think, get it on but at I, some point. I don't think there's reminders throughout the film that these cars are sexy. Do yeah. they make, like, so if when they anthropomorphize this car, right, they try and make this car like a human, where yeah. would they put the lower back tattoo for that car? <laughs> this was my Because that's the only thing I find I, attractive about a woman. I assume on the trunk. Oh, like, okay, that, like, I guess that makes sense. Well, like, like de- right above or it. Or a decal on the rear, the rear windshield. Like we, one of those don't, bullet hole decals. I'm just trying to clarify, Dan, because literally the only thing about a woman I find attractive <laughs> is the quality of her lower back all, tattoo all the, all the tramp stamps in, in cars are of Calvin pissing on things. <laughs> that, we don't see cars building <laughs> up cars. different things. So yeah. you have to assume that these cars are fucking. That, like, you know, like the male car inserts himself in the female's muffler, and then, like, in later on... In the muffler, on, you don't know anything about cars. <laughs> the Gas shit, tank. That shit's uh, fucking gross, Dan. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Let's get away from board, Dan's yeah. sick perversions. All right. And into Beverly I'm Hills Chihuahua. I'm just saying, these are questions that do Pixar you, raised in my mind. Do you th- do you th- I bet Dan's probably got Aerosmith's pump somewhere that he strokes <laughs> off to at night, right? Um, I mean, so, what? <laughs> yeah, I love that your response to that was mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, of course. So Beverly Hills Chihuahua. There's also a, a, an ex police dog who's lost his ability to smell. He's one of the characters. There's an evil gang leader in Mexico who's also who's caught, does dog fighting and has an evil dog that's mm-hmm. after he, these dogs. He's the main uh, antagonist. Most yep. most surprisingly, there's a rat iguana con artist team that's entirely CGI. Like the other, the dogs. Are and, like, and you're probably thinking. Entirely CGI animals in a world where they use regular animals probably looks out of place. I'm going to tell you right now, doesn't. Perfect. Seamless. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can barely even tell. Seamless. Jurassic Park, it's like that all over again. It wasn't until the credits when it, said iguana, the com- again. when it said iguana graphics team that we realized. <laughs> no, they stick out horribly. It's It feels like Roger Rabbit at times with, with that, as you said, I think. Ro- Wait, what's Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit is a film from the eighties about oh, cartoons. The, oh, the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was using. I apologize by using believe, the shortened version of the what, yeah, I Do, do you Roger call Family Rabbit Matters just, Urkel now? Or? Robert, <laughs> Roger Rabbit is just a popular dance move. <laughs> yeah. So that has nothing How to do with the go, Yeah, demonstrate it on your audio only okay. podcast. All right, I'm doing it right now. He's doing it very well. Yeah. And that's no, a Roger Rabbit. No, you turned wow, it into Running Man. Wow, that was I never even thought about At the that. end, it became the Running Man. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing the mashed potato. This is not the... Well, I just like dances with names. <laughs> so. Anywho. So we were talking oh, about but, the con So artists. you have these, these live-action dogs with computer-generated mouths. They look creepy. Wait, those were computer-generated? <laughs> yeah, they did. I thought they did the, the, the peanut, peanut butter, butter thing. Trick? Yeah. No, they did not do that. Uh, I guess did, it'd be kind of hard to get them to smile and emote that much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they have, whenever the dogs do stunts, it turns into very obvious computer-generated images. But the, the rat and the iguana are always CGI. That's a value judgment, isn't it? Very obvious. 
Uh, well, let's get some kids and some everybody else and bring them in and have them judge it. <laughs> and I think they'll agree with me. Yeah. Let's get some blind people in here and they'll be able to hear the digits of the of the binary code of these computers as they sure. as they animate well, as they run the physics model animating. It's in not fair to get Daredevil in here to listen for that. that I'll get any blind man who has enhanced hearing. Okay. <laughs> um, and has romantic ties with Electro. So you? Yes. Yeah. You mentioned that the iguana and rat were a con artist team. Yes. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. <laughs> well, they're con artists somehow. In Beverly Hills, you say? No, no. This is in Mexico. Okay. Oh. That, I guess that makes more sense. Uh, the, the, the main dog character, Chloe, the stuck-up rich dog who learns a lesson about being a chihuahua. Voiced by? Voiced by Drewson Barry Morrison. Uh-huh. Her family didn't have enough Barry. They got more. That's where the name comes from. Yeah, in the old country. And this is the scion of uh, one of America's greatest acting families, Drew Barrymore, voicing this dog. The dog has a diamond collar necklace, which everyone assumes throughout the movie is real diamonds. Because, of course, if you see a chihuahua running through Mexico with a shiny collar, obviously those are diamonds. Yeah. Right. So um, clearly then when the Blood dog diamonds. is... <laughs> probably Blood Diamonds. Yeah. yeah. Jamie Lee and Curtis, Me- the owner, didn't seem very socially conscious. Yeah. yeah. In Beverly Hills, that's bling bling, but in Mexico, that's bling bang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thanks for, for bringing us down for a second. <laughs> you stole dude. that from George Lopez's set, or what was? <laughs> no, that's from that's from Blood Diamond. That's a uh, that's an actual piece of uh, dialogue from the hit film. Oh, I didn't know Blood that. Diamond. I think hit Leonardo is playing Leonardo <laughs> Fast and loose yeah, with the, Ameri- sure. the, the English language. But anyway, no, but anyway. But, so what I, but, the, but the question that never gets answered is, what is this rat going to do with these diamonds? Mm-hmm. The yeah. animals can talk to each other in the movie, but they can't talk to people. The rat just wants wait, food. A, wait, wait, they go- couldn't maybe, talk to people. They kept talking to people but all people, the time. The people showed, unless it's, people made a decision at some like point in ancient history Garfield. to just, people yeah. made a decision at some point to just ignore animals when they talk. Mm-hmm. Just pretend you can't hear them. Doesn't They'll they'll stop. Yeah, because to, um, to if you actually realized they were speaking to you, it would destroy your mind, right? Or you'd be no longer be able to eat them. Yeah. Maybe the rat is just like Templeton the rat from uh, Charlotte's Web. Dumb it down for me. And so it's, you know, just enjoy something shiny. It's That's possible. It's a rat hole. <laughs> that they didn't get into. And does the what iguana the live with the rat? What the fuck are you rat? saying? It's a rat hole. Oh, rat hole. That makes more sense. It's going to furnish this rat hole okay. with it. And there are a lot of, but like, the, I wanted to know the backstory of this rat and this iguana. Like, how did they get together? Where did mm-hmm. the iguana come yeah. from? He was from a pet store. He said that. A real Laurel plainly. and Hardy pair, you know? Oh, yeah. They, they're a real <laughs> Abbott and Costello bunch. But anyway, they would play the. Rick uh, and Frack. Jack and Jill. <laughs> They were doing the classic uh, rat and iguana riff. Sticks and stones. <laughs> you know, there's the, they, there was a line that I thought was funny, even though I didn't laugh at it, which was when he goes, that's the oldest, tr- a rat and an iguana, that's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. So the trick was that the rat would pretend to be eaten by the iguana. The dog would save the rat. Yeah. And then I guess the rat, the rat would say, would, "Give me your diamond. Like I'll yeah, do you a favor that involves me stealing your yeah, diamonds." Yeah. Apparently, then the dog would feel indebted to the rat for saving mm. the rat it's like the hit it's like the hit film bodu saved from drowning it's maybe it's like the movie choke where the idea is if oh, he saves yeah. people from choking then they uh, feel responsible for him then based mm. on a book yeah. it is based on a book that's by true. chuck Palahniuk. that's how they pronounce it uh, is but that anyway French? Th- but i should <laughs> i should mention that the rat and the iguana are very minor characters they barely appear most of the movie is about chloe is about the gardener's dog who has a crush on her who's sure who's lower-class dog, as a Spanish Mexican accent, and about yeah. Delgado, the heroic dog voiced by Andy Garcia, who is an ex-police dog and is 
you know, helping Chloe and becomes her protector. Andy Garcia plays a lot of police officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and police dogs. I would dogs. say not really. I think 50%. Maybe 50%. I think he's 50% of the time. But compared officer. to, like, Dennis Leary, who plays nothing but police officers or firefighters. So why? why yeah, he's uh, Irish, right? <laughs> yeah, and Irish people have never done anything else. Yeah, what else is he going to be? Like a, a potato docking? farmer? Hello? <laughs> a bartender? A leprechaun? <laughs> Thank you, a leprechaun? Yeah. A two-fisted uh, drunk uh, of some Frank sort? McCourt, perhaps? Sure. Maybe he should have been in Angela's Ashes? Sure, he probably should have. Now, you call... You say... <laughs> You said that this dog is an ex-police dog. Yes. Now, what happened? Were there, like, layoffs at the Mexican police dog? I Probably. Mean, it was like, uh, the government doesn't have money for... Probably, but no. That's not... He has a sad story, which actually was more exciting than the rest of the film. Okay. He and his master, I assume, were on a stakeout. They were, or they were trying to ambush. Uh, Wait, do the guy do like the officers who work with canine officers? That's what that's the politically mm-hmm, correct term, right? Is that what would even? Consider, yeah, that's not the offensive slur. That's also chill out, dude. For police officers who use dogs. <laughs> okay, chill your beans here, buddy. Okay, yeah, I love um, cold so, beans. So would so would the police officer be considered the master of the dog, or is he just like a coworker? No, I think. Like they, I thought they'd be like like partners. <laughs> no, they go on, like I, in Turner and Hooch, right? Well, Turner and Hooch, for one thing. Was that was a dog left to him because the owner died? Okay, that was very much a master pet relationship. Okay, what about K nine? Yeah, he just happened Belushi. to be a K nine was Jim, Jim Belushi was they were they're working, more partners, right? They're partners, but the man is the superior in that relationship. But it was a K nine unit, unless it's Jim Belushi, in okay. which case the dog is the superior. Yeah, but it's I, okay. Let's, According to Jim, he's the superior. <laughs> oh, <Okay. cha-ching>. yeah. <laughs> what was I saying the other day? What the last time we did this? Whenever I R O C K in the U S A. That's right. R O C K in the U S A. Thank you. I forgot my catchphrase. I have all these T shirts printed up. But uh, anyway, so he was with his partner then, and they were they were doing a sting operation on the evil villain of the movie and his dog Diablo. And somehow in the in everything went bad in the course of events. I don't remember if the, his partner was killed or not. I don't think so. But through some injury, Delgado lost his sense of smell. Yeah, psychological one has to canine court. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Entirely psychosomatic because he gets it back. I mean, Diablo is a terrifying dog. Diablo mm-hmm. is a terrifying dog. Voiced who, by Edward James Olmos. Yes, who is also terrifying. I don't know why they didn't get Danny Trejo to do it. Yeah, he'd be even scarier. Yeah. Maybe too he was, scary. He was probably kids. making Machete the movie. He probably was making Machete the movie. Uh, coming soon to a theater near you. Um, or Con Air 2. Not, not coming as soon. He too. died in that movie, so probably not. <laughs> unless he's a ghost. He comes back as his brother. Come on. Yeah, I like, a cyborg. Pull, just pull a city slickers on it. Sure. I like that Diablo and his master, who was the uh, dog kidnapper who ran a dog fighting ring. And who looked like David Schwimmer and Bronson Princhot put together. Yeah. I yeah like and the, Saeed from Lost. And Saeed from Lost. And a little bit of Adrian Brody. Such a mixture. He's a man of a thousand faces. Yeah. They were so focused on finding uh, Chloe. You know, they saw this this necklace on Chloe. Diamond They're like, necklace. Okay, this dog is. We can ransom it for a lot of money. Well, and then they that, say, that they, ran. Dan, they would say mucho dinero. Mm-hmm. But that led to a cross Mexico chase for this dog. I mean, clearly this villain was like, oh, this this dog is my one last score. Once yeah. I, he's once my I ticket. Get this dog, she's my ticket out of this life. If I was a criminal. I think I would give up on the if, dog pretty quickly. I just, like, you know. he does have a dog fighting business, and you have yeah. to assume it's Mexico. You have to assume he's a drug runner and a kidnapper. He has other things to attend to. He can't just be chasing he's got a lot koala of, He's around. got a lot of, a lot of plates. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a lot spinning. of things. Spinning, yeah, he's Spe- spinning those plates Speaking up. of a lot of things to attend to, can't be chasing a chihuahua around. They go to the uh, the dog sitter, Piper Parabo, sure. who has lost this dog, who she hates, on a 
ill fit on an ill-planned trip to Mexico. Wait, wait, would you say that Piper Parabo's an it girl in Hollywood? I would say she. She was is, in Coyote Ugly, right? She's one of those girls that she's a that girl. Mm-hmm. No, that's Marlo Thomas. Uh, <laughs> she's one of those girls who comes along who Hollywood decides is going to be a big thing and tries very hard to cram her down the throats of America. Right, like Colin Farrell. By putting her in a series of films where Colin she Farrell's interacts with animated films. characters. Uh, yeah, there you go. We'll this talk about and Rocky and Bullwinkle. But it's, she's kind of like the opposite of Amy Adams, who, you know, genuinely people liked Explain. her. And, and also interacts with animated characters. And also interacts with... But, like, she came along and, and had her big break film, and Hollywood was selling her really hard, but people like her a lot. Okay. Whereas with Piper Parabo, it was like... We got the, she. We're gonna sell the crap out of her, and then it just didn't. Like, what's a Gretchen Mall? Is that who I'm thinking yeah, of? There probably. was a time when everyone was like, Gretchen Mall's the next Julia Roberts. She's gonna be huge. Put her on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Put her on People Magazine, and she just didn't. The weird get it thing off. though is, then she had like a semi comeback with uh, the Betty Page movie, which she was fantastic uh, in. Not, a, I would not call that a comeback since no, but most everyone, people did not see that. No, movie. but the point was, everyone was talking about how great she was yeah, in true. that role. And then that added up to precisely nothing. Because that because uh, being able to sell magazine covers is worth more to them than do, doing a good job in a small right. movie that not a lot of people see. In I'm surprised about Betty Page. I'm surprised they didn't re-release that film on DVD in the special Betty Page is Dead Now edition. That sound you just heard was Stuart cracking open a Coors Light. That's what we call a little uh, ambient noise. <laughs> I thought, uh, the like fo- I thought the like Foley artist added that in. Mm-mm. But anyway, speaking of chasing a dog has more things than uh, they should do. Piper Parabo goes with the gardener, because he speaks Spanish, okay. to this police station. I thought he was Mexican. Well, they speak Spanish in Mexico. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Then. It's a Mexican <laughs> variant of Spanish. Oh, okay. That area was settled by the Spanish explorers and conquistadors. Go back to the movie. I don't want to learn. Okay. I don't want a history lesson. It all teach. goes back to the 16th century. So they go to the police station. Our dog's missing. Can you help us? Well, I'll try. And this Mexican police officer is like going along with them while they interview people trying to find this dog. It's like your country has a serious crime problem. There are a lot of kidnappings, a lot of beheadings. A lot like police officers getting killed in shootouts. Like, why are you spending so much time on this dog? I'm not well, it's a that... special dog unit that Mexico has put a lot <laughs> of money is, into. Maybe they should put the money into the drug unit and not yeah. so much the dog unit. I know the they sound The dogs are so adorable. <laughs> I mean, and I, and my brain kept telling me, like, just relax. It's a kid's movie. Like, yeah. But the, I just... I just when the, when the Weinstein brothers originally got the script, they're like... <laughs> when mm. they grittified it up and made you know, it much more rough, you know. Abel Ferrara's... Beverly Hills Show. Now that's a movie to see. Vienna Herzog's movie. Got Harvey Keitel just driving up to the dog and masturbating and then <laughs> driving away. You got uh, Harvey Keitel doing other gross things. Sounds great. Smorgasbord. Christopher Walken doing gross things. Say Smorgasbord again. <laughs> Smorgasbord. Anyway, uh, but a lot of resources was put towards were put towards finding this dog. Understandably, mm-hmm. I mean it's a cute dog. And, and of course, it, and it talks for God's uh, sake. She ta- No, but people can't hear that. Stuart. Wait, what? Come on. Wait, they can hear that dog? No, they... She was talking to him like all the time. <laughs> we it's could hear Drew that. Barrymore's voice, for God's <laughs> yeah, sakes. Didn't you wonder why no one said, hey, that dog sounds like Drew Barrymore? Well, Star of Grey Gardens on HBO. I thought they... that the dog was saying. Yeah. Well, wait, they didn't? No, they never did. Oh, man. <laughs> It was like maybe the, we should put maybe we should pause this shit and put it back on again. No, we're <laughs> no, not going to watch ne- it. Never watching it again. Oh, but anyway, but then we learn at the end the secret of the Chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. Which is that what? there's a huge herd of chihuahuas, or pack, I guess. Yeah, huge... they've built a ziggurat. I don't think they built a They found some ancient Mayan 
Uh, it's a, it's a, come on, yeah, man. It's not an obelisk. Mm. <laughs> no, it is a ziggurat, but, but they, uh, they didn't build it. The, uh, the way they didn't build that? No, that's ancient ruins. Not Mayan, I guess. Mayan would be Peru. No, that's yeah. Incan is Peru. I'm sorry. Maybe it's Mayan. It's but why were there Mayan. so many dogs on it if they didn't build it? Because well, they went, went there. There's no law against dogs being on ruins. <laughs> Nothing in the rule book against dogs being on ruins. I'll oh, allow it. Cheat! <laughs> but uh, she finds this... this there. She and, and uh, Delgado are in the middle of the desert. Mountain lions are about to eat them. Suddenly mm. a huge cloud of sand Those were CGI mountain lions, if I recall, yes. right? Strangely enough, they didn't decide to risk their lives by employing actual mountain lions. <laughs> <laughs> and putting very small dogs next to them. <laughs> Terrifying, uh, those mountain lions. But the... Uh, I, I mean, it was a scene where you expected Kangaroo Jack or, like you, like you said, <laughs> Jurassic Park Dinosaur or... Yeah, exactly. You know, you know somebody to come Just along. Just to wander to, through. Yeah, a do-back. Maybe Mighty Joe Young would come Rabbit or a do-back or something. <laughs> but uh, a cloud of sand, suddenly it dissipates. There's a whole pack of chihuahuas there, and they bark so loud that the mountain lions run away. And it turns out... Possibly causing, like, ear damage. The Chihuahuas take them back to their Legends of the Hidden Temple area, yep. and they crystal skull type. It's light. very crystal skully. It's like we were drinking crystal skull vodka while watching the <laughs> well, movie. Crystal skull light, crystal no. light. I call it. Okay. But the uh, the dog. Wait, when do you call it that? Just now. Okay. <laughs> and never again. Sure. Uh, the <laughs> did I say I call it? I meant to say I will be calling it for a moment. <laughs> you call me. You're, like, you're a very specific talker. Yeah, always. Uh, well, many times. Uh, <laughs> had to specify there not every time uh, and the chihuahuas tell them that they're, this is a group of, of I guess rebel chihuahuas who are tired of being mm-hmm. taken banditos Bandi- yeah I guess <laughs> banditos they don't rob people but they're <laughs> yeah, re- they don't have like bandoliers and shit <laughs> although that would be awesome <laughs> that would have been cool like, uh, but- what would they put in them bullets or <laughs> Tiny milk bones. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And they eat think. them for strength. But that would be strange because, like, it's not like actual banditos put food in their vandal ears. They <laughs> no. put bullets. <laughs> They're dogs, so they probably put their own poop in it. Come sure. on. <laughs> 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 He's a dog. What are you going to do? So anyway, the uh, they tell her... They're rebels. They're tired of being taken, not taken seriously, and being treated as condescendingly as toys. They're now living wild and free, and their catchphrase is "No Moss." That's their rallying cry. And uh, she and they teach her a lesson about the strength inside of her. Yeah, and they it's tell like an this. Iron John thing, but for Chihuahuas. Yeah. So, well, for some reason, when you said when you said Iron John, for some reason, what I thought of was Tom of Finland. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. It's like oh, okay. gay erotic drawings. <laughs> I yes. didn't know how that applied for a second. It's anyway. really the, the emotional center of the film, right? Is this. It's the emotional center of the film that appe- that happens in the last 15 minutes. Sure. They say to her, "You'll fi-, she can't bark. She can only chirp in an annoying way. And they say, you'll find your bark when the time is right. And they also teach her that she should have given that the gardener's dog a chance because he really loved her. Mm-hmm. And in the end, she finds her bark. Delgado finds minute, his scent really? again. Yes, and the she the gardener's dog wins her over. Sounds like Wait, do they, basically do they, everybody do they gets what they want. They make love as dogs are wont to do. <laughs> sounds uh, like the, not not on camera. Sounds okay. like the end of it one is, of Shakespeare's comedies. It does. Yes, both they the all, high and low characters. <laughs> they all split and a happy up. Happy ending. The the drug deal or the the dog fight artist gets taken away by the police. Yep. Mm-hmm. Piper Parabo falls in love with the gardener. It is very much like a uh, like a Shakespeare and, uh, story. But wh- where's our where's our Falstaffian character? 
Hmm. Which one would that be? I don't know. I think maybe the iguana. <laughs> what, the rat? Like, the iguana rat. Like, I think it's implied that they get married in, like, yeah. Iowa, where it's legal now. But, wait. They follow, that's right, there, there's an epilogue at the end that tells you what happens. There's a very cheaply like, produced epilogue where they... Photo- imagine, like, the end of Animal House, but with, like, a bunch of Photoshop pictures of <laughs> actual animals. So it's like, it'll be a still from the film, and they'll Photoshop in, like, visual elements to show you what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, okay. uh, they, they didn't they, shoot extra things. No, they ran out of money. Or, or time or interest. The rat sure. and the iguana come back I mean, to a California. Couple of the, a couple of the animals died. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's going to I don't know why I'm know. laughing at that. <laughs> I do, because you're a terrible person. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. It's, it's actually cool you're not a terrible person. No, that's true. Uh, so the rat and the iguana, it's did, revealed... Did you apologize? Uh, no. Anyway, so the rat, and the, the, rat, the rat and the iguana come back to California, and it's implied that they discover what bling is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's also Wait, implied... What is, like medallions and stuff? Or? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like shiny jewelry. Yeah. Apparently Wait, that's what rats what and iguanas like. They, I guess they didn't know the term. They're from Mexico. That, but, I mean, I'm sure that's a pretty well-known thing. I mean, like, that's pretty well-known in America. And, yeah, America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, are, like I'm sure they saw a movie or something. How are they going to see a movie? Or they heard like, like one of those hip hop songs. <laughs> yeah, I was in Spanish probably. They no, saw yeah, Notorious, I, I the story so. of the Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> they yeah. probably they were one of the few to see Notorious. I was shot in this neighborhood, Elliot. What podcast neighborhood? Yeah, podcast alley in the internet. Exactly. Shot entirely on location in the internet. <laughs> Okay, that sounds pretty good. I'll like, watch did that. You, did you guys Is that like ever Lawnmower see, Man? <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you guys ever see Hardware Wars? It's like an eight-minute parody of Star Wars that came out in the late 70s. No, but I've seen the movie Hardware. Well, in the end, in the credits, it's just... The I'm last, familiar with that thing, Thumb Wars. The last credit in it is uh, is filmed on location in space. Right. It's, a funny, it's a funny gag. Oh, no, that's good. That's funny. Um, Anywho, but the, so the, and what happens to the other characters? Are they um, they just all become famous and love each yeah, other. Yeah, and the bad guys Chloe and the over. gardener dog. Oh yeah, this this evil dog Diablo who runs away at the end after almost trying to kill everybody. It's it's the epilogue for him is that he was found and adopted by a woman who likes to dress her dogs up in dresses, mm-hmm. and the implication is that he's going to snap and rip her throat out. But they don't say that. You know, it's just like. Diablo, I guess, is like, you caught me. Ooh, I hates it. Well, I gotta give in. Gotta wear a tutu now. What are you gonna do? I'm a dog. Yeah, it's like Sisyphus, <laughs> you know? Like, that's his eternal punishment. Not at punishment. all. Well, kind of. It's <laughs> it's very little, a little bit like Sisyphus. Yeah, mostly unlike Sisyphus. No, I think it's a lot like <laughs> Sisyphus. So, yeah, it was great. Like, everything tied up, everything wrapped up real Oh, yeah, neat. there were no loose ends. There was no loose ends at all. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, Piper Perabo, uh, and came back. Dude or lovers, yeah. Uh, and it was like they had captured the dog in time. Yeah, so just in she time. never knew that anything. It was like the end Literally. of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or like the yeah, end of right. Don't Tell Mom good. the Babysitter's Dad. Yeah, or exactly. not as good. Don't tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad. Yeah, the- kids, I need some extra money, so I'm babysitting you in disguise, so your mom will pay me. Do not tell her. Well, it's because actually, it, it, that's Mrs. Doubtfire's. Don't tell mom the babysitter's yeah. dad. <laughs> that's the plot. You of only the just God. realized that? that should have been the title for the. I like, wish they, be they the tried. Joke in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Don't tell mom the babysitter's dad. No, there's got to be a great joke where he said, like, the, where you know, he, like, he sets his boots on fire. Uh, title for the review. Oh, that would have been great. Anthony Lane wrote that one. You're saying the funniest part was when he sets his boobs yeah, on fire. Yeah, he probably sets his boobs on fire. That's hilarious. Well, he does set his boobs on fire. That's hilarious. <laughs> Don't tell mom the babysitter's dad. So that's what this movie is. Summary. Mm-hmm. 
so what? Uh, would anyone else have anything to say about this movie? I feel no, like, I think we oh, could go on. up. I feel like we could talk about this for hours. But, yeah, apparently. But we don't need to. We should go on to our final judgments on this movie. Final judgments. I Already? Make, I thought you were going to make Yeah, I was thought you were going to do the, the final judgment sound. Final judgments. Right. A current affair. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell them where we got it or else we'll be sued. Well, we bought it at a current affairs estate sale. Okay. <laughs> yep, because I can do it so well with my mouth that I'm like fucking Michael Winslow from the Police Academy You're the movies. Michael Winslow of that one sound effect. <laughs> so, yet again, for those just joining us, the official Flophouse categories. Yet again. Is this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie that you actually liked in some way? Okay, so an A, B, or C minus. <laughs> That's as I'm, low as the scale goes. Yeah. C minus. Still passable. Okay. <laughs> okay, Elliot, what's your call on this one, dude? I'm going first. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I did not really enjoy the movie, but I, and I would not recommend it. But it's not. It's less than ninety minutes long, and it zooms by really fast. Mm-hmm. If I had been forced to watch this with a child, it would not have been the worst thing we could have watched. And compared to Seven Pounds, it's fucking the Seventh Seal. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, this to is stick with seven th- oriented films. This is <laughs> well, I ran out of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Rashomon next to the seven next to Seven Pounds. So, but so I'm gonna call it a for children a good bad movie, but for adults a bad bad movie. All right. Yeah, if this I was, is no Bratz film. Yeah, if if I was if I I've was, upgraded the Bratz movie to the Bratz film. If I was dating a woman who already like had a child and the kid <laughs> I was can like see you doing that, yeah, and the kid was like, uh, you know, surrogate daddy, daddy, let's watch a movie, and I'm like, <laughs> surrogate's a big word for you, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that, a movie, and the kid's like, yeah, let's watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Um, having just seen it, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, it's. It's, it's yeah, it's it's stupid. It moves along pretty quickly. You know, I could make some jokes. Like I could, I I can drink a couple beers during it. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, it's not seven pounds, for instance. Um, so I don't know if I can answer this into the. I don't think your um, the scale categories. Really work for this. Okay. I don't think your categories, Dan. I don't think it can be confined in your well, little walls you've set out for my us. categories. It's not it's a good movie, and it's not a fun movie. It's not, it's not an offensive movie the way I thought it might be. By the way, if you were dating... Unless you're Mexican, in which case it's a very offensive movie. Oh, absolutely. If I was Mexican, I would have uh, shot the, the screen with one of my six guns. <laughs> and then wow. shot the shot, shot my, uh, my sombrero <laughs> off my own head. Um, I will say the soundtrack of the movie gets a F minus, <laughs> minus, minus, minus. Uh, but if it had Who Let the Dogs Out... A, a plus. <laughs> or A minus, really. You're a tough a, grader. A, a minus. A Stuart's plus. taking a stand against great inflation. Oh, okay. Any movie with Who Let the Dogs Out gets an A plus as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Chandler's List, that's an A movie. But throw Who Let's the Dog Let the Dogs Out, A plus. And there's so many scenes where you could have put in Who <laughs> Let the Dogs Out. improved by Who Let the Dogs Out. The crystal knocked moments. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, you just like the first time you see the Nazis running out of school carrying their Nazi diplomas. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, who let the dogs out? And it's like, yeah, who did let them or, out? Or that who bit- let this noxious philosophy take over a country? Or the bit when the Bahamans show up and they try and get Oscar <laughs> Schindler to get all the Jews to get really excited and have a good time. That would have been the perfect time to do a song. And, it's very they strange didn't. that they didn't they do that. When they're playing they, their like, drums and They sang a Caribbean shit. version of Havana Nagila instead. Yeah, you know? not as good. No. It's like when Digital Underground shows up. <laughs> nothing but trouble. <laughs> what? You know, Digital Underground. Nothing but what, trouble. What the, maybe the worst With movie Humpty? ever made. Well, I thought we weren't talking Humpty about that Humpty. movie ever again. <laughs> 
By the way, Stuart, if you were dating a woman with a small child, I imagine there'd be a lot of throwing the small child around. Just <laughs> yeah, probably. Juggling it from hand to hand. I, instant, I see you instantly wearing a trucker cap, not ironically, and sure. having an oily handkerchief mm-hmm. uh, hanging out of your back pocket. So For wait, some reason, you're a mechanic. Half-smoked so wait, bag in of the, cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> in the, wait, in this world, would I be like the good dad that you're like, oh, I kind of feel good for this guy, or you're like, man, I wish one of the members of Puddle, uh, Puddle of Mud would come like, and beat him up. You're in the middle. You're like the decent blue collar yeah. uh, stepfather figure. But you don't, you don't really understand the kids, but you mean well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of like a Bruce Springsteen esque. I was going to think more like, uh, the guy in Aaron Brock, like the guy in Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Eckhart's character. That's not too bad. Aaron Eckhart. Is that Aaron Eckhart? Yeah. Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart's never played a bad guy in a movie. <laughs> so, I haven't given my rating yet. I'm going to say, I wouldn't say that this is a movie that I kind of like in some way. However, like, for kids, this was much less offensive than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Like, all the stupid Beverly Hills, like, jokes that I thought would be the, the main focus of this film are disposed with in, like, the first five minutes, mainly. I will say that that gay dog is pretty offensive. <laughs> yeah. But then it just becomes, like, sort of a, like... I was saying during the movie, it's sort of on par with, I really like, wanted to have sex with that gay dog. <laughs> <laughs> After the show. <laughs> Stuart Wellington's uncomfortable <laughs> confessions. It's The movie is actually sort of on par with, like, live-action Disney movies from the 60s. Yeah, like crappy a movies. Herbie movie or whatever. I would say... The one with Lindsay uh, Lohan? I would, say, I would say it's a little lower than those, if only yeah. because there's no... Uh, there's like there's a certain innocence and a certain spirit of like we'll make a fun movie for kids like whatever right whereas this feels more calculated yes but on the scale of uh, dog children movies <laughs> I would place this below Don Bluth's All Dogs Go to Heaven yeah, but uh, above uh, Chevy Chase and Oh Heavenly Dog where would you put what about that one Gary Busey movie where he's a he gets reincarnated as a dog I have no memory have of this you not movie. seen that one what about Balto. Wait, Gary Busey as a dog? You'll have to look it up. All right, we're going to rent this. It's terrible. It's very low budget. Very, very low budget. Ginger Dead Man is a higher budget film than this. That's another Gary Busey classic. No, that sounds good. But anyway. Man, uh, he's been in so many good movies. I will say the one... (laughs) The one thing about the movie that I meant we mentioned it before is just the sexualization. Which of the one, dogs. Ginger Dead Man or no, 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 about Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Oh, okay, yeah, Ginger Dead a... Man is about the sexualization of gingerbread men. Yes, but the, the sexualization of the dogs was the creepy thing about it. But a kid, I don't think a kid is going to notice that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, they're just going to be sexually attracted to dogs. Oh, so like, we're it's like dog fashion shows. So since all about the sexualization. And, and yeah, also, I mean, now that people are listening, we're going to say it's creepy, right? <laughs> yeah, now that we're done masturbating to it, yeah. we're going to say it's creepy in public. You're going to save face. Okay, that's fine. You I'm going to pretend that. this never happened and just say mm-hmm. it was creepy. Okay. No, it's cool. And I guess those were our final judgments. Yeah. Yeah, A+. plus. <laughs> no, again, again. Best picture. <laughs> As always. Top uh, of my top ten. You've misunderstood the judgments. Move aside, Wally. Beverly Hills Chihuahua is here to stay. Um, I have a letter that I'm going to read. Dearest uh, Flophouse, <laughs> I miss you so. Abigail, These it's me, John Adams, dude. <laughs> the Union troops are on our trail. <sighs> I will never see our beloved plantation again. If you feel a breeze, brush it. Anyway. Tell Remus I said hello. Continue, ins- continue enslaving him. <laughs> Yours, Yikes. Jebediah Davis. Oh, God. Um, what, no. like I'm going to whitewash the Confederacy? No, I guess that's true. It's a black mark in American history. Yeah, Something it is should, a black mark in American history. We should look history. on as a problem. But anyway, you were saying. Remember that, Flophouse listeners. 
Remember all the pro Confederacy you know flop house. I think, I think the states' f- rights, dude. I think states' oh, rights. All right, come on. We, we're, we're Seriously, gonna you're gonna argue that? I think the flop house should not be afraid to take a strong pro emancipation stance. I'm gonna support that proclamation no matter what last. anyone says. All right. You know what? I think Lincoln had the right idea. So, I don't care what anyone says. So this uh, letter is from Page, last name withheld, and it's uh, titled. How's it spelled? P a i g e. Yeah. P A J J J J J J. Bang on, as they say. Yeah, cool. Where do they say that? In England. Oh, well, I stand corrected then. Subject says, an English major appreciates you, exclamation point. Yeah. Something you would get on a very boring Valentine heart candy. An English major appreciates you, exclamation point. So you are not worthless. So it says, do you know that I have an English degree from one of the best writing schools in the country? I did not know that. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Paige, for this braggy letter. (laughs) That's all I wanted to say. There's there's a second half. Oh, okay. Now that we're done making fun of you, continue. (laughs) And yet I had to learn the word exposition on your podcast. Um, I got to say... DeVry, not one of the best English schools no. in the country. Whoa. Oh, man, no. Dan. I, that's written on that note, right? Yeah. You wrote that this joke is, in there. This has turned into the roast, the, the Flophouse <laughs> roast of Paige last name withheld. So it says... Uh, <laughs> Things are getting wild here at the Flophouse. She, she goes on to say, Glad mom and dad's dollars were so well spent. So I guess you could consider this email a thank you note, a love letter, Ooh. and a yeah. recommendation. Thanks for making me look up exposition on Wikipedia and be proxy also to learning the word including the subtle and better cousin to exposition. So much of the literature I've already read is retroactively much more rich and rewarding. That's very nice. So we're helping. We're helping things happen. Retroactively. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, looks like Stuart has Ex a word. He needs Wait a minute. Let me jot that Retro down. means back in time and actively means vigorously <laughs> to travel back in time vigorously <laughs> of course yeah what? this is they made a movie title this <laughs> this is where Stuart's no- knowledge of ancient languages uh, <laughs> fails let him. me compare it to my my lumerian notes <laughs> oh no cross Tiamat is rising apparently the necotic manuscripts are uh, oh, the mad goes, arab says that she goes on to say the love letter <laughs> Is that, well, like most chicks who listen to the Flophouse, I've fallen madly in love with you, the esteemed host, the witty banter, Gilmore Girls has nothing on you, and Lulu, the ever-interfering cat. (laughs) You keep me sane at work, yet everyone thinks I'm losing my sanity because they think I'm laughing to myself at nothing. That's happened before, by the way. You're not alone. That you've, you've driven someone to insanity? Yeah, of course. It was through a it was through a period of gaslighting where I made that person believe they were going insane. Oh, you were gaslighting people for their aunt's jewelry. <laughs> oh, now you've exposed me, Elliot. I must slay you. Oh no! Sword canes at dawn. <laughs> That's a terrible way to do. Just make it regular swords. No sword canes. <laughs> So you have to go Those find are, a sword So game. I've got a curved handle I've got to deal with. It's going to slip right out. Yeah. Or you can get one with like a weird like skull handle. Oh, that's pretty awesome. This Conti- lo- yeah, continue. We were done talking. No, I, we were being flattered. We got a, yeah, we got a... Well, I'm just, you know, I'm a lot of ladies. What are you doing? A lot of ladies right in. Yeah, that's Maybe true. we should put together a Flophouse um, calendar uh, where we're wearing revealing Flophouse clothing. Where we're wearing mm. 27 different dresses. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's for you, all you ladies who watch that movie. All the back issue readers. Wink. Uh, Yes. And finally, the recommendation is 
The Fountain. I couldn't even get five oh, minutes into the damn on. thing. Oh, fuck that movie. Oh, I'm, I'm the only one with a soft spot for that film. What does she yeah. say about it? She says, um, I could only get five minutes into the damn thing before I muted it and researched something I can't remember. I think it's a perfect fit. It's a really bad movie that is trying desperately to be intelligent and artistic. The director should stick to heroin junkies and leave the love stories to other people. So return the love and give Poor me the satisfaction wrestlers. of listening to you castigate the awfulness within. Speaking for myself, I will say that I enjoyed The Fountain when I saw it. I'm not an apologist. I'm not going to apologize for my own taste. That's but, a terrible movie. But the I can understand people's problems with it, but I enjoyed it a lot. But also, I saw it was... See, uh, seeing it with, I was seeing it right at the That's time. That's right. I I know this story. Right, well, I was just seeing it. I was seeing it right at the time when my relationship with my girlfriend was going from like things. This is pretty good to like this is the woman that I'm gonna spend the, my life with. So seeing this movie about that isn't a great movie, but I like it about a man who literally is tr- doing whatever he can through time and space and history to keep the woman he loves alive with him forever, mm-hmm. you know, really touched us at the time, and it was a very emotional experience for I us. I think you made uh, I Paige, last name withheld, fall in love with you even more. Oh, sorry, Paige, I'm taken. Yeah. Can't Maybe turn- nothing a little bit of gaslighting will fix. <laughs> <laughs> I think now you just mean turning the gas on so that she suffocates. That's terrible. <laughs> you know, I tried I'm to watch... I'm not going to fucking give away my secrets. <laughs> You'll never know. But, the, but so the, I, I can understand why other people don't like the fountain, but it holds a, a special place in my heart. I tried to watch that movie because you know, like it's a movie that has a lot of split critical atta- uh, opinion on it, and I find that movies that like people either love or hate are often the most interesting movies. And so I tried to watch it, and the Netflix uh, copy of it I got kept breaking down in, and in I, tears and, because yeah. it was so moved. It's and so I, beautiful. I have to say, I was happy. You know, I was like, all right, I don't have to watch any more of this. It's, uh, it is a movie I don't know that I will ever watch again. But, yeah, I mean, know. I remember watching it, and I think I'm the same way. I think about midway through, I stopped and did a little bit of research of my own <laughs> to see what happens when girls' uh, clothes fall off on the internet. <laughs> and you know what? So this was <laughs> I think I've got a I came to some interesting conclusions, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> you. You have a paper coming out about that. <laughs> yep. It's a uh, tissue paper. <laughs> oh, 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 Dan, go Sorry, Paige. Me. <laughs> now, remember when? Remember when that girl loved us? Yeah, now she hates no more. Her gross. Understandable. <laughs> so let's go on. I'm to, gonna go take a shower. No. Let's get on to recommendations because we're running a little long because we loved Beverly Hills Chihuahua. So <laughs> well, much. it took us about ten minutes to get to Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Yeah. So. So this is the part of the, mo- the uh, podcast where we talk about movies we actually enjoyed in some way. No such thing. Sure. And uh, just like the movie I didn't enjoy, no such thing. You know, Hal Hartley. <laughs> the Hal Hartley film about a monster who lives on an island and becomes a media star. All right, so that's a no for no such thing. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Yeah. No, I wish Pete's Dragon. The dragon's name is Elliot. Also, that song. Candle on the water. I don't remember that one. I don't remember. I'll that be one. your candle. Okay, so we're <laughs> talking about movies water. we like. No such thing is a no. <laughs> well, uh, Beast Dragon is a yay. Uh, now Stuart, we're what do you have? Okay, that doesn't count for I, mine, by the way. <laughs> I can, okay. I, I I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go with the movie Dan and I went and saw earlier this week at a little fancy screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, An advanced screening. Yeah, Although advanced screening. by the time this podcast is posted, the movie will be out for all to see. Yeah. Out and closed. But <laughs> wow. But we went. To, we went to an advanced screening. Uh, we're pretty of, important. 
Oh, we're pretty important media stars. Let me finish. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we we ended up going getting to go see uh, Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, mm-hmm. uh, which is hitting theaters this weekend, which is you know probably in the past for you guys, but we already mentioned that. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's silly at the right points. It's scary at the right points. There's tons of gratuitous like vomiting and things like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's a great movie to see in a theater with a bunch of other people that'll scream. Not with the people that were sitting in front of Dan and I, who were not big media types and kept uh, talking throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. They kept up like a it was like pretty steady, right? Commentary. Yeah, it was. It was. It was constant. every minute of the film. Yeah, but. Like, like I would have thought that they like, didn't they ruin the movie. That, drink or something. That's the effect of the movie. The movie was the so good that it didn't ruin it for us. No, it didn't. It was awesome. And I have to say also... Uh, uh, I grabbed you a couple times, right? I was, I was scared out of, of frights. Out of and then thrills. the movie started. Well, the first time was when, uh, was, when, <laughs> was when Justin Long came on the screen, because I know you love that guy. Yeah. You had to, th- a dream. You had to hold him back so he didn't rush at the screen. Yeah, I'm like, he's not, he's not really there. That's an image. That's not say, really a Mac. That's, that's um, Justin Long. Some people have been worried about Sam Raimi making a PG-13 movie, and as I was explaining to a friend, uh, that just Me. means... That they replaced the geysers of blood with geysers of other unpleasant fluids. Vomits, anvils, all yeah. kinds of shit. Anvils, really? Yeah. Uh, That's a fluid. There is an anvil. You'll see. <laughs> it's a special type of fluid. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that can stop these ghosts is liquid anvils. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a couple movies I liked recently. Do we have uh, to get in our DeLorean to go watch them? No, they're available on video or DVD. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of them is... He just means go get our DeLorean to go down to the video store. <laughs> oh, then yes, maybe. If you don't own copies of them. Uh, I saw a movie, the movie version of Svengali from the 30s that I enjoyed a lot. Another movie that escapes me that I enjoyed. But anyway, the one I... <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, it was uh, Marty. I had, not, I had finally got around to seeing that. But the movie I'm going to recommend is a documentary film okay. that uh, Louis Maul made in the mid-'80s called God's Country. And he goes to uh, a town in Minnesota. I think it was called Glencoe, and it's he, he shot some footage in 1978 or 79, and then he comes back six years later and talks to the same people. And it's this farming community uh, in Minnesota, outside about 40 minutes or an hour outside of Minneapolis, and it's really just him talking to these people there. And it's such a neat kind of look at this very specific slice of America at that point in time. And this kind of disappearing race of farmers, basically. Like, the farmer is a disappearing type in America. Uh, and catching them on the edge of that. Like, as private farming is dying and becoming these large agribusinesses. But also, you know, you like you see this footage of this late 70s wedding that's really ridiculous and funny. And there's just, like, you see, like... Uh, like Rachel getting married. It's like Rachel getting married if Rachel getting married was, like, a believable, enjoyable film. Whoa, and, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I exaggerate. Rachel getting married is a solid B, but uh, <laughs> but it was just it was a it's there's some funny parts and there are some very touching parts and it just really it tu- it hit me in a way that a lot of movies I had seen recently hadn't hit me and I think it's because of this time capsule aspect of these real people in this moment in their lives, you know. So um, I'm going to recommend a movie that I just saw recommended to me. On Netflix Empire uh, earlier today. Empire Records. And it was a movie that I can't believe. You like Stealing Beauty. You might like other Liv Tyler films. One Night at McCool's, Empire Records, and others. Well, The Crazy Video. 
I have to assume that the fact that it was recommended to me and I hadn't rated it on Netflix already because I am a compulsive rater of movies on Netflix. And in real life. Means that uh, the DVD just came out or something or a new like copy of the DVD came out or it's newly available on Netflix. Um, but I'm going to recommend the movie Salesman. Oh, that's a good, another documentary. Yeah. That's a good movie the too. The Maisel's Brothers uh, Cinema Verite documentary about a Bible salesman. And uh, it's just, uh, it's beautifully shot, beautiful black and white. It's it's a very... It's a sad movie. It's a stark film about a traveling Bible salesman and the Bible salesman business. And uh, But it's a beautiful movie, a uh, harrowing movie. I saw it when um, I was a film school student for all of three months uh, before deciding that uh, film school was, too hard. was not for me. No, I was getting great grades. I just didn't like it. Oh. So, uh, but it was a movie that I saw for the first time in a uh, screening there. Summa cum laude over here. Uh Summa cum laude. (laughs) There's a, it might have missed it already, but there was, they're showing another Maisel's Brothers movie recently, a short of theirs that Albert Maisel's going to speak after called Meet Marlon Brando. Have you ever seen that one? No. I I have it on tape. I'll show it to you. It's really good. It's just like Marlon Brando was doing a day of press interviews for the movie Moratori and... It's just like him interacting with the reporters that have come from all over the country and the wire services to talk to him for a day in this New York hotel and do like 10-minute interviews, and it's really good. Like, you're watching it, you're like, wait a minute, this is why Marlon Brando was a star. He has mm. amazing charisma, as opposed to when you watch his movies and you're like, I don't get it. Why Why was this guy a star? Wow. So two Alex documentaries. calling out Marlon Brando. We're calling out the late Marlon Brando. Well, I saw Sayonara recently, and I got to tell you, I, did not, it wasn't, I was not impressed by it. Yeah, the hit Island Marlon Brando film sign on. One red buttons an Academy Award. <laughs> All right. Island of Dr. Moreau, he was in that, right? Yeah, well, that he, I think he's fun in that one. He's just crazy. So two documentaries and uh, a movie with geysers of vomit and whatnot. That's the Flophouse. Hey. Which so, one did I recommend? <laughs> I don't know. Which movie has boobs in it? Uh, that one has, uh, as a PG-13 movie, has no yeah, boobs. Yeah, there's no, no. breast. Although you can't. You can see Alison Lohman naked. Mm, they're in, not great. Uh, where the truth lies, <laughs> mm, I'm because not gonna, I'm, I'm not a human Mr. Skin. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, yeah. Um, anyway, what if I wanted to see Helen Mirren naked? Where would well, I look for that? Uh, the cook thief, his wife, and her lover. <laughs> well, uh, what about Phoebe Cates? Uh, Paradise, <laughs> a little film. Wow, you didn't go with the obvious one, huh? Well, sure, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But I want it full body. Where would I go for Paradise? That? What about Monica Bellucci? Um, there's so many. Of it. Yeah, there's a there's a there's you want a, to see a violent smorgasbord. One. No, I don't want to see a violent. Okay. One. <laughs> oh, smorgasbord that brings us all. What about to a Shannon close. Tweed? I'll talk to you. <laughs> Where would I see I don't that? Think she, she's probably a never nude, right? <laughs> Where would I see Jenna Jameson nude in a film? Where would I see a, a nude person in a movie that involves the revenge of someone named Stagnetti? <laughs> On this note of continuing to alienate Paige, last name with hell. Oh, sorry, Paige. We uh, are going please to keep listening. Off. We'll be sensitive and nice next time. Mm-hmm. We're 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 good people in real life. Not me. <laughs> I would like to say that I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington, and I will continue to be Elliot Kalen. Good night. The Flophouse, rated R.
it's like that like ugly sex like thing where she'd be like, I'm so disgusted by this person that I'm kind of attracted to it. Yeah. Like how Udo Kier gets all those ladies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Udo Kier gets a lot of lazy. It's how like all the members of Broken Lizard, I'm sure, have found girlfriends. <laughs> you hate Broken Lizard so much. Because they fucking suck. <laughs> They're the fucking shittiest comedy group out there. Oh, next gosh. to anyone involved in man TV. <laughs> All Man TV's people, been off the air for like two years I now. don't care. They can all die. If they all died, wow. if I found out like Tony Todd from Final <laughs> Destination wouldn't claimed all of them, I would not bad an eye I'm sure. I'd be like fucking the cosmos is I'm sure a itself. few of them are very talented people who got stuck in a shitty television sure. show. Sure, yeah. Be a fucking... Uh, apologist. Apologist, thank you.